right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Re-Education Experience Podcast with me, your host, Darren Langell. You always get me, but oftentimes you get somebody else as well. And today is uh, another guest I've been able to bring on. He's a dear friend of mine that I think when we roll back the clocks, we go back at least seven years, maybe even more, but we might unpack that. So welcome to the show. His name is Tom Tool. Tom runs an incredible Remax team out in Pennsylvania. Um, out there, they wear co collared shirts, they wear ties, they they get dressed up a little more than what he sees my office do. Um, but yeah, they're the number one team in Pennsylvania and Delaware. Is that right? Is it? Is it? Do they rank that together? Now the region set up and Delaware is also a really small state. So I think it's a Remax regional ranking is, is the idea. Gotcha. And then again, I see on, I got your Instagram, one of the two Instagrams that you guys are so, um, so consistent with uh, number 29 Remax team in the U S and then you're ranking even up to 52 worldwide, man, this is a man to listen to, even if he didn't have a team behind him, but uh, cause he does crush it. So Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me on, brother. Appreciate it. Now, Tom's a guy that will run his schedule like to the minute because he's a busy man, he's disciplined, and he's been doing this for a while. So we are going to hit it here today. And when I look at my notes, I, I told him we could do this for two days based on what he's, uh, <laughs> the knowledge that he brings. And he's not, um, he's one of those guys that actually gives back to the agent community in an incredible amount of ways. Uh, I'm, we met together in the Tom Ferry coaching organization, and then he's kind of grown up through the ranks there as one of those go-to speakers that when Tom has a chance to bring up and, and uh, he's one of those guys that comes up for a bunch of different reasons. Tom, what's the thing that brings you up on stage the most? Uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, for a while it was prospecting skills and, uh, you know, expired listings. That was really how, how I built like our whole team and, and my, my whole career based on that. Because, you know, when it was 2008 and the U.S. economy crashed, I had to find people that wanted to go sell their houses or needed to go sell their houses. So that was something that I, I leaned into pretty heavily. Um, you know, now, obviously, you know, everyone's business progresses a little bit. And I found that there's been, uh, you, you mentioned consistent video production. Um, you know, we're really, we, we have a very clear intention here of building the most recognized and, and well-respected and well-reviewed uh, brand in the greater Philadelphia area. So it, it's, you know, it's been a lot, you know, some video work, you know, content that we're putting out there, um, just how we're educating consumers and trying to be the most recognized brand to really insulate our business against a lot of these disruptors that we see in real estate right now. For sure. You're going right to the consumer and it seems to be working. Let's ramble off a few of those initiatives. I'm just, again, I don't even have to look far to know, again, you, you put back, you've got Tom's take. You've got tool time. You've got, I think, this new one to do with the community on a roll, I believe. Yep. Um, those are just three initiatives. Can you give us a quick little bang, bang, bang about what the heck those are and, and maybe why an agent should consider any version of those? Yeah, so I'll run you through our, our content schedule. And it's, it's a weekly schedule. And, and the thing I would tell anybody is if you can't commit, like don't try to roll out five or six different pieces of content one day a week. Do one thing consistently every week and then build from there. That's going to be probably the most... The, the, the biggest piece of advice I, I could share. So on Mondays, we have a motivational video that, that rolls out. Um, it's kind of like the 5 a.m. call that we do, where it's just something to think about, something that's going to help you with your business from like a mindset perspective. Uh, Tuesdays, we roll out uh, Tom's Take, which is our customer consumer facing show that is basically like 
did you know about real estate? It's stuff that a lot of people don't realize. And we're just trying to help people get educated, whether they use us or not, that's fine. I want to make sure they have the right information. Um, Wednesdays, we, we have a show, uh, and, and we're, I'm a big believer in like the shorter form show for the most part, like just like a quick piece of content that people can grab. Um, Wednesdays, we uh, have an agent, uh, a show called Agent Hacks, and it's different techniques you can use in your real estate business as a residential realtor stuff that I'm using, stuff that our team's using, and we're just putting it out there. Um, Thursday uh, and Friday, those are kind of our flex days. So we have like a community-based show about like sandwich reviews now that we've been putting out. Um, the, the, the tool time show is pretty interesting because that would, that would usually come out on Thursdays or Fridays. And then we got a local radio spot on AM radio and, and we had like a podcast that we were doing. So instead of trying to do something else, we kind of took the two, put them together, and then we disperse the content. So the radio show is filmed on Tuesdays. Um, and that's when it goes live on the radio. And we also live stream it on YouTube and, and Facebook and a couple different places. And then we take a video clip, just like what we're doing here, of one of the segments, and we have three of them, and we'll put that out at the end of the week. And that's typically like some sort of real estate news or something about the market going on. Uh, and we'll have some guests on. Uh, so that, that's really our content schedule. I mean, we've got something that goes out every day of the week from like a produced version but then there's also stuff that you know i've been doing a lot of instagram reels lately about like what you know what's the first of the month what's your monthly business plan and you know make it fun play it to like a bone thugs and harmony song or something so the, the the point is that we've got a plan and we're executing on it so if you want to get into the, the content marketing which I, i'm clear every real estate agent should be just start with one show facing the consumer and if you do it once a week one of your monthly shows can be how's, how's the market. So then you only need to come up with three pieces of content per month. It's really easy to do. And I would write that out and say, okay, here's my next 90 days of content so that you're not like scrambling to come up with something. And, and that way you can be consistent. That's really the name of the game. Which out of all of these, where did you first start? Uh, it was the consumer facing show for sure. Uh, you know, we, that, that, we're going to, we've been doing that since 2016. So been five years and we haven't missed a week i mean that's that's not easy to do um so th that that's where we started then we went with the agent facing show and then we kind of did some of these other like more fun innovative things as we went but just think of who your audience is and put value out that's really all you got to do i mean this could be any any business could do this it doesn't just have to be real estate i mean gary vanderchuk did this with his dad's liquor store he was doing yep. wine reviews yep. that blew up the store it's a 40 million dollar store right now so and it was you know and that's somewhere in north jersey so that's the playbook. It's, I don't think it's anything that complicated. It's just actually implementing and doing it consistently. When you did that to start, it was, it was super basic, right? It was like, I think it was you and an iPhone. Horrible. You didn't have a whole bunch of staff. You didn't have the army you have now. Right? This phone, a mic that was like clipped to my shirt. Actually, the first couple didn't even have a mic and the sound was horrible. We realized we needed to buy a mic. And I got one for like 10 bucks on, on Amazon or something. Um, and we would have like a whiteboard behind me. I'd literally like write like the topic up and then just talk about it. And, yep. you know, it, it, you bring up a good point. When you're getting basic, make sure your sound quality is good and make sure you have good lighting. That's a lot of things you can control. Like, you know, and even before we jumped on this today, I had to like turn my computer a little bit and make sure like the, 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 the sunlight wasn't going to affect the shot. So things like that can go a long way. The most important thing is if your content's good, people will care less about the production and raw videos do perform well. Totally. But Tom, you're... You're the your number one team in Pennsylvania, Delaware. So you're full of ideas all the time. And you always have been. You're a genius. You know, agents freak freak out about content, right? They're like, well, I, I 
who's going to listen to me? I'm not Tom. I'm not the number one guy or I'm not ranking in Remax worldwide. I mean, you weren't there either back then. So, I mean, how do you get over that? Just put something out, right? Like put something out. You're, you actually know more than you believe. I mean, how did you get, you've seen your masterminding and you do this with tons of people, but not everybody's executed like you have. How did you kind of get over yourself and just get out there? The best thing to do is that realize these things you're putting out there, these are questions you're answering with clients on a daily basis. These are all the basic questions that people ask you. And anytime you get a question from a client and there's probably a, a two or three minute explanation, that's a piece of content. Uh, you know, Gary Vandershoff, we talked about him again earlier, but he says document, don't create. Like we're, we're all doing this in our day to day. And the stuff that your latest buyer or seller is asking you is going to be the same thing that you want to put out there for the people that are in that consideration phase. They're not quite there yet. And if you can answer some of their questions, like, you know, what's the three biggest mistakes buyers make, right? So, you know, and, and then you, go, you, you can go through that. Or did you know what the new, uh, the new Biden legislation means for 1031 exchanges getting eliminated? This is a question people are asking constantly. So if you approach it from that perspective, that if the client asks me a question, that can be a show for you that that's, it's going to be the easiest thing to do. Just literally like get like Evernote on your phone and just write it down every time. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Absolutely. And then you're throwing some of this agent facing stuff. Why'd you just start to do that? I mean, you're a team leader, obviously recruitment's a big thing. I mean, can you walk me through that headspace there? Well, recruiting helps. Uh, and, and obviously that's, 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 you know, one of the benefits of becoming an industry expert. Um, what I also know is that, it attracts other pieces of business too. So you put that content out there. Well, maybe some agent in Calgary sees you and sees your video and says, Hey, you know what? I got a referral for the greater Philadelphia area or wherever. And I'm going to reach out to so-and-so because I saw his video content that was out there. Um, also, one of our core values here is service. And one of the things we do is we give away all the best stuff. We don't, we make sure to put that out there. I mean, all the, anything we're doing in a training, is going out on video like a week later. We give it to our team first, and we put it out to the public because there's people that help me along the way, right? You talk about coaching and you know Tom Ferry and all those things. There's people that help me along the way, and they didn't have any expectation of getting anything in return. And if you want to really have explosive growth, like as a leader, you have to be able to influence other people that you don't have one-to-one -one contact with. So, and that, that's like a John Maxwell principle, right? So if I can help somebody at some other part of the country and they, you know, they learn about, you know, sending like a video to the agent that they're writing an offer for on their phone, and it helps them stand out. That can be pretty valuable. So being a believer in service and not really looking for anything in return, just putting it out there. I mean, that, that's probably the most important thing, because I was on the receiving end of that many times. So that's the least I can do for the, the real estate community. Did you find that content also gets put out to your uh, just the main feeds? Or is this a strategically just on your personal? Hit me up there. Yeah, so I mean, we, um, you know, we put everything on YouTube, number one. I mean, everything goes there. And that's like kind of, if you're looking for the database, that's it. Um, we also refer back to it in training programs. We bring on agents to our team. So that's actually really helpful. Um, on top of that, I mean, there is, there is a content schedule our marketing uh, manager or marketing director has put together. So we're going to post these five things here. This is going to go there. So we do have kind of a game plan with that. And, uh, but I, Put a lot of that stuff out on my personal as well uh but we're and we're also sending it out via email to people that are in the area i mean we, we have a whole distribution list and it's literally like a, a schedule that goes out where we're putting it how it goes and we just stick to the schedule it, it's 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 really just a simple marketing calendar but it's it's actually following through and doing it all the time like that that's where 
that's where a lot of agents get stuck. They just, they're not consistent with their actions. Totally. Speaking of the right actions, again, you and I were just talking briefly before that. I said, well, what, what's been kind of front and center for your mind now? You've walked through this journey as people listen to this and they hear that content calendar schedule. The, I mean, the best thing is that somebody can just leave and say, you know what, I'll start one of these and just start going. I mean, you'll end up, if you do it right, like Tom has for the last five, six years with five different programs and pushing it out to a, a list of people across multiple channels with a marketing manager, but you've got to start with the one, but then I, but beyond that, so you've got that set and we could go deep on all of them, but we won't, but what's got your crank, your, your wheels cranking right now. I mean, you're in the, you're in the best of the best. You're in the elite inner circles with the Tom Ferry group and some of the best across the country. And then there's many across other uh, coaching circles that I know you connect with like Cheplax groups and other stuff. There's a lot of movers and shakers in your world. And what's got you guys cranking right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the things we're, we're looking at are how can we make our agents sell more real estate? How can we empower them to be able to go out and be more productive and still have a great life outside of real estate? Because we know that real estate can literally eat people alive. I mean, it, it happens, if, especially when you're trying to grind out and do high volume, which we're in that kind of market. I mean, we're not in a, a luxury market. And that's OK. So and we're looking at what's the data telling us works. Um, and we, you know, we've boiled down to here's how many calls and texts that a lead needs in the first 14 days. And here's the number we're trying to get every lead north of within the CRM. Um, we're trying to get more efficient with our systems and our operations because I'm, I'm clear a lot of real estate agents or teams, they, they don't really have like good systems. They don't have things that are documented and they get done this way every time. So we're trying to streamline everything. Uh, we're bringing more leaders into our organization, which, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's really the only way you can really grow. And, you know, on, on top of all that, it's building a brand that's going to be indisruptible because there's so much money coming into real estate right now. I mean, you look at these companies that are out there where they're offering six figure signing bonuses, bonuses to come over and join their firm. Um, you've got these big tech companies like Zillow hiring agents, right? You've got Rock and Mortgage having this massive referral network. All this disruption's happening. And what I'm clear on is that if we can build the best local brand and local I mean, we're talking about the fifth largest metro market in the, in the U.S., still local. If we can do that, then we're going to be insulated against a lot of that disruption. And, you know, there's a, and the U.S., I mean, it, right now it's primed for a lot of people exiting the industry. It's the highest number of realtors ever. We're at like a million five fifty plus. And, you know, when the market, and we're seeing it now, inventories come up a little bit. It's not that show up, they're going to buy the house no matter what happens. When we do that... And when, when the market just shifts a little bit, you're going to see a lot of people getting out of the industry. And we want to be able to take market share when that happens, not be the people that lose it. So I think there, there's a lot of people are trying to like buy their way to success instead of actually doing the work that's going to get them there. Yeah, to our, I mean, the, the shortcut seeking that is going on amongst realtors out there with, I mean, the latest hack or the latest trip or the one trick pony strategy that somebody's selling mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I mean, people are getting so distracted and even worse by the day, but it's the agents like yourself, the ones that have set some version of foundation. And like you just hinted at, you're trying to fix all of it. Like, I mean, you're the number one team in your market and you just rambled off a bunch of stuff that agents are like, oh, I figured he'd have that dialed in. But the reality is you're always evolving it. You're always adding to it. You're always trying to find more systems and make it better. So, I mean, I said it in, uh, I'm building a bit of a masterclass right now for, for my course that, I ro- that I'm rolling out. And I couldn't, you know, when you think about it, everybody's got gaps. 
right? And if you're just 100%. constantly step by step trying to just tweak them, subtly change them, but you're moving forward, that's that's where these winners like yourself continue to build these foundation level roots in your market that become undisruptible. But it's those shortcuts that people attempt to make, smile their way to success, pay their way to success, that they they're gonna they're gonna crumble when the pressure comes, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been through a couple of these things before, right? I mean, we were the most aggressively shut down state in the whole in the whole country last year. I mean, that wasn't easy, and we had our our best year ever afterwards because we kept our nose to the grindstone during that sixty days when we couldn't do anything, um, and that was super helpful. Um, I've been through the 08 crash. I've been through nine eleven. So you kind of see these things happen, and luckily, I, we you know what to do in those situations, um, and that experience does help. Uh, but when I went through it the first time, I, I was too dumb to know what the hell was going on. So I was able to, you know, I, I kind of just figured I got to do something because I'm not going to sit here and be inactive. And it, I mean, real estate is full of people. They think like you make your own schedule. You make a lot of money, right? You hear all this stuff all the time and it just doesn't, it, I mean, that's fine, but that's the people that are out of the business in five years. And that's why there's an 87% failure rate. And if you're just, you know, you realize like if you can just stick with your plan and, you know, even, even like we, you look at the marketplaces, right? Like there's going to always like those couple dominant agents in the marketplace. My view is those people are going to, winners are going to win. Like it's, you can't, you can't stop them from doing that. So what are you doing to take market share from the people that are going to be not winning? And, and that, that to me is more the, more, more the game right now. And how can we get our operations so efficient that, you know, the system's going to produce what it's going to produce. And, and that's, you know, that, that, that to me is the next level stuff. And especially as you, after you transition out of like production, which is where I'm at right now, I mean, I could erase a lot of the mistakes that our team was making or the, the deficiencies in the operations. It doesn't work that way when you're, when you're not going out and being this dominant listing agent that's going to do 90, 90 deals a year or, or whatever it is. So to me, there, there, there's multiple facets to it for sure. So you're transitioning out of, out of production now? Are you, where are you at? I'm, I'm done. This is it. We're wrapping up a couple of deals here. And, you know, it was a good leadership by our... Um, by our uh, operations uh, manager, Wendy, who's been with me a long time. So she's like, look, we're, like, we're really going to grow. You need to back off. But, you know, we have 22 agents now. That wasn't the case a year ago. So it's, it's, it's all a little bit. It just really depends. For sure. And that happened quick because I remember years, right? For years and years, you were still selling 90 to 100 ends a year. And most people listening on this is like 90, 100 years. There's a problem with that. And he's like, well, because you needed to grow and you had to get out of your own way so that this, this team could elevate. So what they needed what a real leader. Right. right. I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, when, when I'm going to meet with people in their living room, that's important. I can do that. But if you're really going to roll out like these key initiatives or build the number one brand or, you know, do what I would do all those things, it's, you know, I, I, I need to transfer my skill to the agents on the team. And if I can do that, then that's scalable and then they can, they can have a better life. And I mean, it's, that's, that's how it all works. Like you really got to believe that you're, you're helping people on that because if you don't and you're doing it for selfish reasons, like a lot of these team leaders out there, they're like, yeah, you know, what? I'll take all the listings. You guys can have all the buyer leads and the scraps. I mean, that's just, I mean, you've yeah. seen it how many times, right? So me, you know, backing up what we talk about here and actually following through with it, th that's where you can really grow. And, and you know, I, I had to have integrity with myself, with the team and our operations manager. I mean, we had a plan to get out of production literally this year. And that, we set that up five years ago with my coach. And it was like, all right, we just got to rip the Band-Aid off. And th that was yeah. that. Well, Ben, it's... Uh... I, I would use you as an example uh, with a lot of my, my agents about this guy being in the business this long and he's 
at this top, I don't know, 0.01% of the industry on a personal level, it was impossible to reach you for like four hours every morning because your prospecting was just so dialed in and you were so committed to it because you really had the goal of 100 plus ends and you achieved it year in, year out. I love to hear now that you've transitioned this in COVID. I mean, in that whole, maybe timing was perfect, but this was that time where you pivoted your personal business and now you're charging ahead and had maybe this aha or maybe Bill finally cracked you over the head or something. But uh, but you we took, did set an intention in 2016 yeah. that by the, by this year, like this was the last year of production I would have. And we knew because we knew it was going to be hard. I mean, you got, you know, building a team is not easy. I think a lot of people think, oh, you just bring on a lot of people, you do it. But you know, we, we talk about like systems and stuff like that. I mean, even today we, you know, we, we revamp, we, we have a, a couple agents coming on to onboard this week and we went through and audited the entire onboarding system again to make sure we weren't missing anything. Like, I mean, the, you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh iteration is always going to be better than the first. You got to keep looking at it and trying to make it better. And that's, you know, I mean, the way you hire people and the way you bring them on sets the tone for the company. So we've got to get that right. And it's it's better than it was, but I'm sure we're going to innovate it again. That's that, that you should be doing that with all your systems as a business owner. Absolutely. You talked about the number of hit, number of hits you need to have on those first those leads that come in. Tell me about what you're hearing. Like, what's the data saying specifically to what you're training these agents to right now? What's the hot off the press stuff? So we're hearing that um, based on some of the people we work with, some of the folks that we're we're doing, you know, our, our Google advertising and different things with it. If you get 10 calls and six texts in the first 14 days, that's going to jump conversion. And if you can get every lead in the database up to 20 plus attempts, that's also going to jump conversion. Uh, and 20 you know, attempts text, in, in, in those first 10 days? Or this uh, is, I, I, think it, I think it's, I think it's more like the first like 30 to 40. Uh, right. But uh, it's 10, it's 10, six in the first 14 is, I mean, and our sales manager is obsessed with this. This is literally all he's driving right now. Cause that's it. That's something you can control. And this is where a lot of people make the mistake. There's like activities, objectives, and then results. And everyone wants to drive the result, but the result is only, it, it's only a result of hitting the objectives and the objectives can only be influenced by your activities. So you got to look at what you can control and that's how you write a business plan. So we can absolutely control hitting 16 attempts in 14 days, we can't control if they're going to meet with us. They might hate my guts for all I know. They might not want to see the house. They may have something change in their life and you can't make them buy a house. But if you're hitting that every time and you're working on your skills, you're role-playing, you're doing all the other, you're prepping properly for appointments, all those things you can control that are free, by the way, are all free. If you do all that, then you can influence those objectives and then the objectives will get you to the result. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you right, you guys are um, trying to disruption proof your business by focusing on everything but the disruptions that are coming our way. You're focusing inward to your own personal stuff, your team leadership, the agents coaching stuff, because it's like you can control that. You have no idea what kind of billions of dollars are coming to look at your market next year to go out and buy up a suburb. You know what I mean? You have no control over that. And I, And it's funny, those... I hear more often than not, maybe, maybe you tell me the agents that are struggling to just break through like, you know, average sale, average agent production, or maybe even that, you know, one deal a month type agent, two deal a month. They're the ones that get freaked out by what's happening around us. Right. Mm -hmm. They're having, but yet the top producers are being like, no, 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 no. Let's get together and let's own my own shit. Right. Let's own my own stuff. And not let what's coming around me, uh, you know, mess with me, right? 
I mean, you, you summed it up perfectly there, Darren, because if, if you look at it that way and you take the intention of, I mean, you look at, you know, look at the DOJ, right? And, and, and again, I, I know you're in Canada, we're down in the U.S. I mean, they have a lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors right now. They pulled out of the settlement at the last minute. And you know what the DOJ is going to do? Whatever they're going to do. I got no control over that. Zillow, it's a publicly traded company. And people freak out about Zillow all the time. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to do what they need to do to raise their stock price and make it a successful company. They, they, you know, Tom Tool is not part of that plan. I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, if it is, that's great, but they just, they're going to do what's best for them. So as a business owner, you owe it to your people to have that circle of safety. So you're not only protecting people from outside threats, but also protecting them from inside threats. So you're running the right systems and you're doing things that are tried and true and old school that realtors have been doing for years because the internet didn't exist when I got into the business, like in, in terms of Zillow and realtor.com was like barely a thing at the time. And, you know, I mean, I can go back and trace literally every piece of business I closed, like a phone call at some point. So, you know, right. phone calls, I mean, everyone's got their $200 a month unlimited plan. You can do that all day. So it's what you can control in those activities that are tried and true. And then you should be testing stuff too. Don't get me wrong but you still need those skills to convert the, 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 the exciting, shiny new stuff because people need to hear the sound of your voice. They want to hear your tonality over the phone. They want to be able to communicate with the human. Like that, that's the thing I, I, I'm clear on is that while a lot of realtors may get pushed out of business, others are still going to need that guide in the process. Oh man, absolutely. I mean, I even think there's this kind of like redirection from the consumer to say, screw this online stuff. I, I want a person that I need somebody that I can like throw an idea off, not some robot or some iBuy, right? They all have their place, but it's, mm -hmm. I've seen locally, there's been a, through COVID too, there's this transition back to trust, this transition back to like the people and the relationships and that whole buy local concept it's people, right? I mean, we're not, I mean, I, we could beat this drum all the time, but I mean, are you seeing that? Like what percentage of your business still coming from the traditional stuff, the sphere, the influence, the organic leads you're driving versus uh, closed via the paid online lead stuff? What, what, what with the team of 22, number one Remax team in your market uh, is, is spinning out at the end of the day with results? So, so we're a little less than a third on, on online leads. Um, and then we've got now, I think it's close to 40% is like our sphere and people we know. And then the rest is, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of different like direct inquiries. We're doing some stuff with Google right now that we're testing, um, expired listings for sale by owners, you know, open houses have, have done really well. Um, so it's, you know, if we can, if we so can get say, that sphere. Yeah. So like 30 ish percent from online, super techie, yep. you got your shit dialed in. You guys have been dialing this in since I ever knew you. Right. I mean, so that's that's not like new. That's like seven, eight years worth of online lead generation and skills that you guys have developed to convert that at a pretty reasonable rate. Yeah. And well, I think the thing is, too, is that, I mean, you can never if, if you go too heavy on one lead source, then then you're primed for disruption. Right. Like, I mean, what if that goes away? I mean, you know, any hmm. of these online lead sources, Google could say, you know what? No more real order advertising. No more advertising on Google. Zillow could say, you know what, we're doing it all in-house. Real order, same thing. So I think you got to be mindful of that stuff that it's when you have the relationship and can develop it on your own. I mean, that, that's where it is. And, you know, th their people want that relationship. And if you run a really good business and become like the name in, in your marketplace, I mean, Calgary is a large city too. You know, you can do that and be that recognizable person 
and give value to the consumer, people are going to remember that stuff. So it all, I mean, it all kind of ties together. That's why we're putting out so much content. Your agent to agent referral uh, network is pretty strong, right? You do well. I mean, of course, the coaching organization is a great uh, feeder for that because Tom's done a great job of connecting agents and having this idea of like-minded. But just in in general, this idea of building your own agent to agent referral network, I just had this up as a major topic in my last brokerage meeting because, yeah, Calgary's finally being looked at. We're very affordable on a metro center across North America, and we're kind of been kicked to the curb, and now we're rising a little bit. So people are buying here. But most of our markets, the idea of building some inbound and outbound agent referral network, how important do you think that is for an agent? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, it takes time to develop. I think that's the thing that people don't get. And what I would look at, number one, if you're developing that is find the places that you have people moving to. Because if you give referrals, people will reciprocate that back. I think you can't just mm-hmm. expect people to come to you because you're the best guy or gal in town. That's, that's, that's faulty logic. So if look at places where you know you have folks that will move to. For us, it's South Jersey and Delaware. I mean, we're a half hour, 45 minutes from each of those where Philadelphia is located. We get a little bit in Maryland too, but those are really our two go-to. And when you, when you start there, they become like your strong partners. And then you, they become your advocate because they may have like a friend of theirs or something like that that needs somebody and they can't help them. So I look at where you are locally first. And then again, you got to give value. And then, you know, also too, if you're updating them through the process and keeping them abreast about what's going on, that goes a long way as well. You know, when you handle a referral badly, like that's, that's probably the end of end of your relationship with that person. If you get some bad feedback. So the the extra touch points with the agent too, I mean, that that's, that's a relationship that can be pretty profitable for both, both of the people involved. So it's important to develop that appropriately. I love that you say you reach to where people are going to go uh, and that's where you're given the free referral. So everybody's like, yeah, I'll take it. Right. Everybody's there. But in the, it's this, you go with that give, but the, the give back is where you get 75% of that check. And it's the same message. Even if you know that marketplace is feeding your market really well, but you still go with the give. You say, Hey, I'm looking for my top, uh, top agent in X community, X city. And I'd love to be your, I'd love to you to be my trusted partner as I send it to you. But in that same breath, you know, very well, they're coming back your way. And if you're strategic about it, you never even have to ask. It just starts to come as long as you're providing value, right? hundred percent. So, and where do you, where do you get value? How do you figure out, how do you, how do you give value to another realtor? Right. I mean, especially someone you find is going to be another Tom tool, another great agent in another great market. And you're like, they might even be bigger than you, but how, how can you give value to an agent other than that commission check coming? Well, I, you know, talk to them about their business, right? I mean, if, you know, I mean, that's the easiest thing because I mean, if, if they're running a, a, a larger operation, whatever that looks like, could be, you know, anyone doing more than like 30 or 40 deals. I mean, they, they have a lot of value to bring in my view. I mean, that's not easy to do in general. And if you sell more than 25, you're in the top 3% in the U S so so you know, ask them how their business is doing, right? See if they have any challenges they're running into. I mean, you'd be surprised how interested people are in talking about that. And if they're not a competitor in your market and, you know, they may say, well, you know, this lead source has been really good for me, or I tried this small hack or, or whatever else, or I use this link to get reviews and, and it works really well, or here's an email, like something small like that can go a long way and it might solve a problem for them. And if anything, you're, you're just giving them something that's going to help them. And you know, that it's no different than the, the content that we're putting out. I mean, that's the same, same idea. So that, that's really where it, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it comes back to the simple thing about just 
asking questions. We do this well with our clients. Yeah. Guess what? We get all the answers we're ever going to need, right? When we, we open the dialogue and you show you care. And it's funny how it just works on all levels. And you're right. We often think our clients know more than they do about the real estate transaction, but it was like seven years since they bought it. So we hold it in and we don't share it. Even mm -hmm. with other agents, you think, oh, wow, they've done this for so long, but you forget, well, there's so many ways to make this business go round. So you open a conversation with two great agents in two different markets. Oh man, like sparks can fly really easily, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the mega agent to be able to provide value upwards or backwards. So love it. Awesome, buddy. Right hey, I did want to take this conversation uh, in another way, a kind of a fun way. I saw, re you know, recently you developed, uh, I mean, somehow you connected with the guys on Broke Agent, right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, so what I'm noticing is there's this like layer of humor and just realness that is kind of permeating through the agent community right now. And there's this like, almost like, let's just get back to being real people and, and, and just even making poking fun at each other and, and our own selves. How much of a place do you believe this has just for us realtors to kind of ring out that bad stigma about they, they just post their sold, they just post their percentage of list price and sold in so many days. But I'm really loving being a part of the industry and seeing this like openness come out of it. And again, you got to be front and center to that. And uh, I'd love to hear your take on this, the Tom's take. Sure. So, uh, I mean, yeah, the broke agent's a pretty, pretty smart guy. I mean, it may not come off that way. He's not a very successful realtor, but he's a smart guy. And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty friendly with him. So I don't mind saying that. But what I've, I mean, and you know, Tom has come out and said this too. Most real estate agent marketing is broken. It's literally, look at me. I sold another house or why should you choose me? You go to a realtor's Facebook page and all it is, is houses they've sold. Well, think about the current market right now. I mean, again, I'm, I'm down in the US. Think about buyers that are losing out on houses all the time. And they're like, I don't care about this. I, I, need, I need to figure out my situation. And when people market that way, I mean, you don't see someone that works at Target being like, hey, I just restocked these shelves and I kicked butt. Like it doesn't happen, right? You don't see attorneys say, you know, I got, I got this guy in jail for 50 years. I mean, it just doesn't happen like that. So, you know, when, when you see agents do that, people don't want to follow a real estate page, by the way. They don't want to follow them on, like, it's really hard to gain, gain followers for a real estate brand, or especially like on Facebook or Instagram, and these other places. I mean, you look at just our personal profile versus our teams, like my part, like there's way more followers and way more interaction there. Like it's not, it's not even close. So, you know, when it comes to real estate marketing, like that's why we've taken like, hey, we'll educate the consumer right? Help agents out. You know, here's, here's my life is like, I'm not this, you know, and I mean, some people think that they, they have a low opinion of realtors for a reason, because I got, I got to work with these people. So I know what they're talking about. So when so, you kind of show that you're a person, and you humanize yourself, that's where you can become, you know, and be able to gain some traction there. And, you know, like the broke agent, I mean, he has some funny stuff. Like I just, I, I would not advertise to a client like that. I love what he's doing. And I think it's, but it's, it's, you know, it, it gives you some perspective. And then when you explain this to people and then you take it and put in your presentation of, Hey, here's what we're going to do differently. And here's how I'm going to work to, to get you X amount or, 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 and then actually like identify the problem. Like, Hey, most agents have a three point plan where they put a sign up, they put it on the internet and they just wait for somebody to show up. And then you show them, here's our plan. It's much different. I, I think there is, it, it's, it's, it is a little humorous. It also takes like some confidence to be able to go into an appointment and say that to somebody. Um, so, you know, when, when you, when you approach it, like they're real people and you make it about the person, not the property, 
that's where I, I see you gaining traction with the consumer right now versus what most agents are doing, where they're just posting houses they sell all day and they hope people are going to come work for them. Oh, I mean, actually, that brings up a good point. See, your clients who are on your personal Instagram and they would probably follow your business Instagram and your channels because they're fans of you, right? And you guys yeah, have yeah, followed yeah. up over time. But as you, as they've been watching your journey, Tom's gone from, he was my realtor to, oh, he's the top realtor to, oh, he's running a team now. He's still selling. Now he's running a team and I don't see him selling. Why do I call him? Because uh, like, how, how are you going to keep, right? This is a lot of people freak out about this idea that I can't transition away from that and, and, and show trust in my own team and this organization that I've brought. You hundreds of clients per year. How are you transitioning the conversation and not losing clients? Because I know there are top leaders out there that feel like they can't pass it along or what, or is it, are they, are they just full of themselves? Right. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, what, what I know is that, I mean, you still got to call your past clients, even if you're not going to be working with them. Like I'll be the first one to tell you that. I mean, if you have some sort of relationship with them, I mean, it's, I think the number is like 82% of people would use their realtor again, but less than 15% actually do because they never hear from them. So it's not so much the leaders, it's that nobody follows up with them. So if you're not <laughs> right. following up on your own, or you don't have a system to do it with your, you know, your team or whatever you're going to do, there's got to be some sort of system to follow up with these people. And it has to be a call, like, like, think about like empathy, right? Like not, not some call like, Hey, are you thinking about moving Darren? I know it's been a couple of years. It's Hey, Darren, I know it's been kind of a crazy, crazy 16 months for everybody. How are you and your family holding up? How's everything going? How's the work environment been for you? And just have a real conversation and, you know, make sure you're ending it. Don't let them take up 30, 40 minutes of your time because some people will do that. Uh, sure. But, you know, ask those couple of questions. How's the work environment been for you? How's your family holding up? You know, right now, a lot of people are traveling to the U.S. Hey, you got it going away anytime soon? You got any vacation planned? If, you know, they have kids, how's school been for the kids? Like the, the, there's, there's easy stuff to talk about. It's like that Ford script they tell you in like every sales class, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. I never get the dreams. That's too weird. Uh, but like have like that real conversation with somebody and make sure they're getting touched a couple times a year. Have client events. I mean, this is all basic stuff. And then when they want to call, so to answer your question, when they call in, you know, I, I'll get involved and I'll say, hey, you know, this recently happened with a client of mine. I sold him and his wife their house and, uh, you know, great relationship, kept in touch with them. They have two kids now. And they wanted to sell an investment property. They want to cash out. I said, hey, you know, so-and-so, you, know, you don't even want me working with you right now because our business has changed. And, you know, we're, we're, we've, we've got more agents now. So I'm going to put you in touch with the absolute best person to help you because they're in this every day. They can give you the attention that you need, just like I did when we worked together. And I'll be working with them and involved in the process as well. But you want someone that's going to be there and this is their sole focus. And that's just not where our business is right now. And I'm just super transparent because... You would not want me handling a sale. Like, I mean, it just, you wouldn't want it. It's just not what people are looking for, especially in the demands in today's market or even a year ago when I was still actively in production. So you just got to, you got to have a real conversation with people and just know, like, and then instruct your staff, right? Like the call-in comes in. I got to take it first. This is where the system part happens. I got to take right. it first. I have to make the handoff. I got to do a personal introduction. Then I'll follow it up with like an email with both people on there. So they can see I'm involved and I'm, I'm not just passing them off and they're also getting the best service. So you got to, you got to know the scripts, know the dialogues. And I mean, it's, it's simple as that, but you got to make sure you do it every time and follow the system. It can't just be, Oh, let so-and-so work with them. But you got to have that, like that warm handoff goes a long way.
Well, you're doing this whole thing to maintain the integrity of the client service. And if you're confident in that and you're confident in your team, you want to shout that from the rooftops. Like we just made a better system, right? We've got a better system with you. It's better than if it was just me, Tom, back in the day. What you're going to get now was better than it was even before because you've got so much more to it. But that will never come and that phone will never come to you, like you were saying, if you don't continue to reach out and have those contacts, right? They will Mm -hmm. see that Tom's so busy running 16 shows. And well, Tom hasn't called me for a while, so I'm just going to go find the next guy. Right. If, if you guys didn't have those systematic processes to go back and make those touch points. I love that. Right. It's like you can still be the guy connecting and, and making that that Ford method connection, making it real. And then they're going to be happy and they're going to understand that you've got people with you. I get this all the time now. And I had this mental block, too, that I had to be me, especially when they've gone up the property ladder. And now they're million dollar clients and that kind of stuff still needed to be me. Now, when they're, they feel attended to, they almost say, you know what, Darren, it's, you know, it's okay if I work with one of your team, because you've painted this picture that is so glorious for them that they still want the Tom tool experience, but now it's even so much grander, right? That's where you got to transfer your skills because we're not transferring that. And it's got to be part of the training, part of the onboarding, part of the whole culture of your, of your organization, because if it's not, then they're not going to want to work with that other person. So you've got to have those expectations up front and back it up. I mean, that's what integrity is doing what you say you will, when you say you will. And you know, that, that, that's how it's got to go. I love you brought up the Ford method because it's never been easier to use that damn thing. There were so many reasons we can ask about families and occupations because everybody's had shit thrown on flipped upside down. Right. 100%, yeah. And if you can't use today's world and, and easily dialogue, dialogue the Ford method, like you shouldn't be in this business, right? Yep. It's never been easier. It's been teed up on a like T-ball um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and even dreams. Like you're saying, I never get to it. But even now it's like, what are you dreaming when this is all over? Right. It's like the, it, it, that conversation where it used to be kind yeah, of it's a little easier now. I agree. 100%. Yeah, but it just goes. But I mean, I agree, man. I love it, man. We've covered so much here today. Um, 5 a.m. call. I mean, what made you start that darn thing? Well, Again, I, I didn't really that... start it. So I got, I got invited on and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, I, I, we were at oh, a, sorry, um, tell me what it is. Not everybody knows what it is. You know, half the world. Yes. But the other half, no, I, I don't know about that, but all right. So it's a, it's a five minute motivational call. It's 5amcall.com. Um, it's on the East coast. It's, it's about 2000 people that, um, are, are there. We get about, I think we get like 31,000 podcast plays now a week, a week, which is pretty wild. You said Gary Vaynerchuk on, he did a whole week first a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty cool. Um, that was like three years in the making. We got him to agree to it and then had to follow up and schedule it. Um, we've had NFL players on before. We've had you know, Tom Ferry, obviously. Um, a, lot of, a lot of coaches. Spencer Raskoff was on at one point when he was CEO of Zillow. So the, the, the point is it's a five-minute motivational call, but really what it does is it helps you set up your morning routine. It's about what happens after the call, between the call and like when you would normally get up or when your, your day starts and you get into the office. And when, when you can do that and have that disciplined morning routine, I mean, a lot of cases – if you're an early right and Darren, you've done the call before. Um, so, I mean, it's like, the, if you can get more done before everyone else wakes up, including your competition, like, and, or you get your head straight. I mean, it's like that miracle morning book. Like you're going to work out or get your day prepped. Cause most people show up to work, not ready to work. They take like a half hour prepping. It, it's, it's really about people that want to get more out of their life, want to be more productive because we all got the same 24 hours. 
and your body goes through like these peak states and usually it's like right when you get up so if you're not taking advantage of that like a darren hardy jam session right i mean he, right. He's, he's big on that we're like no one's bothering you and i can actually get like a lot of work done um the reason i got involved in it is because i had young kids and i was trying to get my ass in shape and get prepared for my business and so that was the time i had to do it and then it turned into something else and it was uh it, you know it's it's been pretty organic and you know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And, you know, more importantly, it's just helping people. Like we don't get anything out of it. I mean, it's just literally, we're just there on the call and we're trying to get back to the, to the community. And you know what? I, I think when you started it, there was like this uh, internal accounting. I mean, like accountability, Yeah. right? It's 100%. like for one, start something, throw it out there to the world or your smart little group of people and then make it an expectation of others. And guess what? We don't have bosses in real estate, but if you throw something out there like a goal, or you say you're going to do something and then you pull back, it kind of, it'll make you wake up again. It'll make you do that five minute speech. It'll make you think through. And guess what? I mean, I'm sure that has gone double, triple, quadruple duty. You could take that content and repurpose it a hundred different ways, which you guys and your marketing team have. So man, oh man, um, buddy, I know you've got to run. Uh, we've covered, I think probably uh, 15, 16 major topics that people can take away from. Um, where's the best place to find you? Like to follow Tom Tool, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, I mean, where do you find most of your daily, you know, consume Tom? It shows up at. Best place is Instagram. That's where we, uh, Instagram or YouTube. So my Instagram handle, it's at Tom Tool 3RD. So at Tom Tool 3rd, um, or just Google us on YouTube. Uh, just look up Tom Tool on YouTube. That's where we put all our content. And, you know, if you want to, you know, shoot me a DM, follow me. If you, you know, you got questions about anything here. I mean, we'll, you know, I make, make sure I respond to pretty much everything. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's the best place to check it out. And more, more importantly, Darren, grateful you had me on. Hopefully people got some value out of this. Um, and we, we did cover a, a, a shit ton of stuff here. So that was exciting. Yeah, that was a, a rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah. And as I look, as I look at your, this is I'm on your Tom tool sales group one right now. The one thing is I, if I leave people with, that I've noticed when I just look at this, this is a page and a business that is elevating others. And I love it. When you look around, you see meet the team, uh, my team agent on one of these things, the team salesperson of the week. It, it's so much more than Tom's name. And you, he has done such an incredible job to transition and really elevate people in his organization. And it's one of the major things that we can learn from. So follow his stuff. Uh, and I think uh, if you're transitioning as a leader and you're trying to figure this out, uh, there's probably not a better place to, to kind of follow. So, Tom, again, I don't get to see enough, my friend. And uh, thank you for taking nearly an hour with us. And uh, I will let you go out on your day. So thank you. Any parting words? I mean... I think we covered a lot here. I mean, the, the, you know, the, I think the, the you know, the, the real, everything we talked about here just had to get implemented at some point. Like there's not, there's no magic bullet. So it's just a matter of like coming up with a plan to do it and keeping the, you mentioned internal accountability. I mean, that's, if, if, if you're coachable and do the work and implement what you hear, uh, you're going to go a long way. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't get. And there's not, there's not, there's not a lot of high brain power items in this business. It's not rocket science. It's just about doing the work. Totally. That's a great way to leave it. Um, it is not rocket science. We got enough of that happening around us, right? So yeah. luckily I'm <laughs> not a rocket scientist or we'd be in trouble. So. Totally. Well, this has been another re-education experience podcast. I am so honored to have our guest Tom Tool with us for the hour. 
do him a favor, do yourself a favor mostly and go follow this cat out there and, uh, and uh, good luck this week. And I can't wait to chat with you next time, my friend. Later, brother. Looking forward to seeing you in person, not on a Zoom call. Exactly. Someday soon. Take it easy, man.